This is the Bar Brothers Podcast, and this is a weekly podcast where I, Nicholas, compete against my brother, Michael, in an hour to see who can eat the most hot dogs in one bite. <laughs> uh, Strap yourself in for this beautiful, delicious auditory adventure. Yes. Set I us up. I'm, I'm going to. Okay. This one's pretty. This one's kind of cool. Okay. I, I'm. I'm okay with cool. Yeah. It's my favorite. My favorite's cool. Spell the K or the C. Both. Okay. Okay. All right. Respect. Respect. Booyakasha. Booyakasha. All right. So, you ever heard of a uh, John Burgess? Yes, that name does sound familiar. Does it? Yes. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Don't ask me why. I was but. going for the uh, element of surprise on this one. Well, I, I cannot tell you for the life of me why good, why good, I good, know good, that good. name. Good. But that name does ring a bell. Okay. That's fine. It's a, Granted, it's an old rusty bell, but it rings it. Okay. It's fair enough. It's, it's kind of a deadening ring, but it's still there. So, John Burgess, mm-hmm. he uh, is born in Hungary. Okay. All right. Uh, born in, I believe, 1922. Okay. The deuce serves me. All right. Because I'm not reading from actually anything on that one. Uh, <laughs> ended up going into WW2 somehow okay. on the German side. Oh. It was fl- <laughs> it was a Luftwaffe uh. pilot. Okay. You lost me. Okay. I know. I know. I was like, man, <laughs> good guy, bad guy. At the end of this, though, you might like him. You might not. I don't really know. Okay. I don't really know how to feel about this one. I like that. So, Hungarian dude gets out. Of, gets out. Uh, he actually was captured. He actually was captured in World War II, and was sentenced to twenty five years of hard labor in a Soviet gulag. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Which I mean, out of all the places to take a little extended vacay, gulags, TripAdvisor, do not recommend. Yeah, no, I, I've seen a couple one stars because mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't give a zero. <laughs> <laughs> so eight years into his sentence uh, at the at gulags, <laughs> uh, the Soviet Union, like I think they 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 just realized they had way too many prisoners, so they ha- they had this whole repatriation okay. uh, program, and he got out. So after eight years in the gulags, he got out and he returned to Hungary. Okay. Uh, is in Hungary for a couple of years, and then he uh, emigrated to the United States. He came here uh, in 1957, is when he when he touched down in the states, and he started a small landscaping business. Okay. And by uh, 1971, he was a millionaire. Oh. Yeah. He, wow. he ended up in California, and he was making he was designing and, and installing golf courses. Okay. So it's a great time. Big money. Fucking great time to be doing it. Absolutely. Did great work, apparently. Made a ton of money. Along the way, though, picked up a couple bad habits. Okay. All right. I like where this is going. So, you know, he had had his his successful landscaping business, but then he also opened up a, uh, apparently, like a a semi-popular restaurant in Clovis, California. 
So doing pretty fucking well. Okay. You know what you do when Good you got you got a lot of money? Cocaine. No. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. Didn't probably, go into it. Probably. Couldn't find that in my studies. Okay. You gamble all of it away. R- okay. All right. Many, many people have. Yeah. A d- yeah, ton of people Continue. have. Yeah. Uh so he ended up he had a like a pretty serious gambling addiction and lose lost a ton of money. Ton of money. No longer a millionaire. Ended up well, that's because he was a fucking Nazi, Mike. <laughs> you fly a couple missions. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, but so nineteen seventy one. What goes around comes around. That's true. It's okay. a it's a circle. It's a circle. circle. He, uh, so nineteen seventy one. He's a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's getting sued by the IRS for back taxes, and he Sweet. he can't he can't afford his lifestyle anymore. Oh man. It, it, things are looking rough, right? Okay. At this point, he's got he has he's like two or three sons that he's that he's pretty close with, but he's fallen on some pretty hard times. And he, you know, living in California, his his favorite place to go gamble was a place in Tahoe mm-hmm. called. Uh, see, and then this might spark anything for you. Have you ever heard of Harvey's Resort, Harvey's Resort Hotel and Casino? I think so. Uh-huh. No. No, I mean no. Nobody no. has. Uh, that's where. It, so he apparently he lost. He lost about over, over the course of his gambling career. Mm-hmm. He lost an estimated eight hundred thousand dollars there. Go. Which I mean, it's not. I mean, not not the most amount of money people have lost. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, I don't know how much of a millionaire he was. If it was like I have one million dollars in the bank, I'm a millionaire. And then you spent eight hundred thousand dollars of that, and then now you are. What What was the year? Nineteen. Are you gonna like backtrack it? How much money we're talking about? Yeah, I actually think I have that. What is it? Nineteen. It is nineteen. Well, currently, actually, okay, uh, two point two million dollars in today's in money. today's money. Well, that is that. That sounds like a lot more money than eight hundred thousand dollars. That's true. I mean, yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, no. It, to it's, him, it's two point two million dollars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 that a sounds lot of, a li- that's a lot of cash. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. Well, if you're a millionaire and you lose two point two million dollars, that's a lot of money. Well, it's true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So yeah. So he lost uh, in in this one single place in Harvey's. He lost about two point two million. Who know? I mean, if you're a gambler, if you know gamblers, he probably lost a lot more in other places. Yes. Um. So he, I mean, the guy was, the guy was bright. Okay. So he put together a plan uh, that he was going to put a bomb inside of Harvey's and extort the owners of the casino uh, for what would now be $8.9 million. That's a good strategy. Let's see if it works out. <laughs> <in the end. laughs> So no, so I mean yeah, it's I mean okay. All right. You lose a bunch of money. You're hard. You're down on your luck. Not where I would go personally. But how do you feel about him right now, currently? That's that's kind of a scumbag move. Like I get I get you're you're down on your luck. Yeah. And I get that you're a degenerate gambler. Mm-hmm. Um. But threatening people with a bomb. Yeah. That's that's where I kind of draw the line. Got, got, okay. Bomb. Yeah, scratch bomb. off. But, you know, 
He did at least he didn't go in and shoot up the place or take people hostage stuff like that. This so, is true. Yeah. And is it fa- to- fake bomb or bomb? Oh, it's a real bomb. Oh, I'm gonna go. Okay, no, you know what? He's back on the right side of my book. I'm gonna. Because th- <laughs> you know what? Uh-huh. You you threaten with a fake bomb. You you're a sissy. I mean, you step it up and you're you do the guy a real with bomb. The fucking finger in his jacket, holding up a liquor yeah. store. Yeah, you got a hot dog in your pocket, saying <laughs> it's a fucking gun. That's bullshit. But you bring a real gun. Yeah, baby. Respect. All right. So, <laughs> all right. He thinks about the, you know this plan has been, has been brewing because in 1980 he's getting sued by the IRS for back taxes. Okay. All right. So at this point he's sitting there. He's 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 gone through every single idea to make money, and he's landed at. Uh, bomb threat. So he's obviously blowing through some doozies. Doozies. You got to think. Yeah, space. you're coming by things. Amway, uh, Herbalife, all these m- huge money making opportunities. Which Absolutely. Nick, uh, at the end of this, I really do want to go into some 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 different ways to change your life. Okay. So when you got the chance. Okay. After this, we'll go around. We, I'm really into herbal supplements. Oh. So do I have a gold mine for you, my friend? <laughs> oh my gosh. I have a ton of friends. <laughs> good, good. Because you will need to use them. <laughs> Every single one of them, yeah. And family, too. That helps. Family helps. Family does help. <laughs> I always want to give you money. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no. So, like, it, it, it became a thing with him. Like, at first, it was a joke. It was like, ah, I'm going to fucking do a little bomb, a little extortion. Yeah. And his kids, like, he tells his kids this, and they're like, whatever, Dad. Yeah. You're going crazy. Little do they know. That they will end up helping him. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, as he was, as he was literally formulating this plan, he was still gambling there. So he's still sitting there gambling. But then, like as he was gambling, he was like checking out when the security comes in. Okay. Where All stuff right. is, locations of things, and like putting this plan together yeah. in his head. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this probably one more time by the end of this. The guy was pretty fucking smart. Okay. Okay. As stupid as all of this is, mm-hmm. pretty smart guy. So his kids don't. He, his kids think he's joking because again, he's still sitting there fucking gambling. He's still yeah. you know, pissing away money in like 1979 when this is all kind of going down. But in uh, by June of 1980, mm-hmm. he goes out with both of his sons, John Burgess and Jim Burgess. Okay. Actually, John. It would be uh, John. John Junior. John. J J. Johnny Junior. J J. And J B. Which are fucking great names. Great names. Super good names. Yeah. Uh, they drove uh, Junior's van to the Sierra Nevada mountains and uh, went to a, a uh, power plant that they were building mm-hmm. and cut off some of the locks with a torch and stole a thousand pounds of Unigel dynamite. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know what I really like? What's that? Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, baby. So they came back to uh, Burgess's, Burgess Sr.'s home. Mm-hmm. And they stored a thousand pounds of dynamite in his walk-in freezer. Cool, 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 mm-hmm. cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So, right. at this point, everybody's in it. It's a family. It's a family affair. You don't help your dad break into a to a a, a, a construction site to sell to to steal a thousand pounds of dynamite unless you know he's serious. Yeah, I don't think dad's ever asked us to do that. No, no, not at least. In not, the past five years, no. not not yet, <laughs> man. Um, so Burgess spent the next two months constructing a bomb. So okay, think about this guy. Zoom out. Okay, 
Hungarian immigrant, mm-hmm. Luftwaffe pilot, gulag. Surviving. S- surviving, enjoying, maybe, I don't know. Restaurant opening landscape genius. Mm-hmm. It's got two months to make a bomb. That seems like a long time to. That was a long time to make a bomb? Yeah. Is that how you feel about that? I think Have so. you ever made a bomb? Yeah. How much time? <laughs> fuck, that's right. <laughs> how, much, how much time did you spend on your like 15, 20 minutes? Bullshit bomb. Oh, cool. Well, it, uh, yeah. But I, I can see, I can see where, because I'm sure he probably tested out different initiating devices and or initiating systems and stuff like that. So oh. I can, I can see where there may have been well, some initiating devices. And, uh, uh-huh. I, I imagine it's probably not the easiest thing to test. Well, he probably had a big house and, yeah, I mean in Calif- right. California. Yeah. yeah, you can kind of drive out in the middle of nowhere and yeah, set some shit off. Okay. Okay. So not months. saying we we've, we've done that personally, but so I'm okay. I'm gonna I would say two months would be a good time to it would be a good a good amount of time to develop a rather effective initiating system. Yeah. Dispersion system. Okay. Okay. I would agree with you. I would definitely agree with you. So, I mean, at this point, you help your dad steal a bunch of uh, of explosives. Yeah. Fast forward to August. Okay. When, like, it, it, it's getting into gear. And so he's like, hey, kids, I need your help again. Bomb's done. <laughs> I just need help getting it to the location. Oh, Jesus. Right? Yeah. And that's where they draw the line, apparently. They're like, no, not helping you drop it off. Help you steal it. I don't know. Your dad's building a bomb for two months. You feel like I'd see, like you'd see him building it. You'd, you'd be like, go over for yeah. for dinner. What's, like, what's dad that? doing? Oh, that's just the bomb I'm working on. You know, no big deal or nothing. Honey, I told you to put away your soldering iron. Swear to while God, we're Martha. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> to the moon. <laughs> I have a fucking short fuse. <laughs> you want this thing to have a short fuse? So, uh, his his kids say, "No, I can't do that. I'm not going to get in that trouble." Um. So he calls on a guy named Willis Bill Brown. That's right, Willis Brown. Because that was a former employee that he had at working at the landscape business that had recently been looking for work. So he's like, I got some fucking work for you. All right. Yeah. I got a, got a certain thing that needs to be driven and installed in a certain place. And uh, it told Bill all about it. Mm-hmm. Said, I'll give you and whoever you can get to help you $2,000 after the successful extortion attempt occurs. Okay. So I'll pay you tomorrow for your, <laughs> for your help in bombing today. Okay. All, All right. right. And it works. He gets uh bill gets his son-in-law, a guy named Terry Lee Hall to, uh, to, to, to assist in the bomb placing adventure. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, they borrow the kid's van, the junior's van, the van that they used to steal all the dynamite. Mm-hmm. They borrow that van, and they load this bomb into the truck. Okay. And now the adventure begins. Oh. Okay. Yep, I'm ready to take this ride with you, buddy. So, it, there are so many twists and turns in this story that it would be, like, it would be a, a great movie. So, the... The morning this is all going to happen, they all pile into the van. Okay. They're driving with the bomb, and the, the truck is running. The van is running like shit. And as they drove into the city, like, it, it was, like, getting super sketchy driving the van. So they decided to, like, 
cut it out. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll go. We'll sleep, sleep mm-hmm. it off, and we'll try again the next day. Okay. So they go and uh, go to a hotel across state line and uh, check in under a fake name, Joey Everett. Okay. Pay with cash. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yep. Didn't realize they wrote down the plate of their van, mm-hmm. which is never a good thing. Um, Not when you're doing a little bombing. No, <laughs> never. Uh, so they wake up at about uh, 2.30 a.m., and he calls the uh, hotel that they're staying at and tells them to clean up the room, remove any fingerprints, and go pick him up. So the two guys, the two accomplices, are staying at the hotel. Mm-hmm. John is hanging out at the airport waiting to get picked up. He sits there, and he waits, and he waits, and he waits, and then he uh, ends up going back to the motel, and he found he finds the two accomplices trying to start the, the van because the battery died. Okay. So <laughs> once uh. they started up the van, they drove to state line. They parked at uh, a parking lot behind the Harrah's where they stole someone's license plate, mm-hmm. and they rubber-banded it over their own and uh, drove to the back alley where so he's he'd been such a like dude he was like he thought of everything yeah he measured the height of the curb in the back alley where they would be off- offloading this bomb and made it so they could literally just push it out of the van straight onto the curb wow yeah okay so he literally thought of, he thought of a lot of stuff that's that's, that's a minute detail that yes uh, and uh, the things that he did not think about and did not have in his control would, would be the undoing of him okay i'll say the little right. foreshadowing foreshadowing yeah so they they go they uh they pull up they unload so th- they push out th- the bomb finally the bomb the bomb is covered in a big piece of cloth that mm-hmm. has IBM printed on it. Hey, you think it's a computer? They're moving in some new office equipment, you know. Computer's big back then. Yep, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So there's these two dudes, three dudes pushing this big piece of office equipment. They go go up uh go up the elevator second floor push it into uh into a hallway where they have like two doors that open to this hallway and he stuck toothpicks and glued the lock shut mm-hmm. on the one hallway so like nobody would like accidentally bump into the bomb yeah and they uh he put a little he attached a envelope with a note mm-hmm. on it and then uh closed the door and they just bounced out and at this point like oh, i'm reading shit. i'm like huh Okay. They got out, clean, sitting there, big IBM thing with a with a with a note on it. And at this point I'm like, man, that would never happen today. No. Because this is I mean this is nineteen eighty. Yeah. Never. No. No. Nope. It would you could never do that. No. Ever. You wouldn't make it out of the parking lot. No. You can't even get on an airplane without taking off your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they uh they drop off the bomb. Mm-hmm. They throw away the fake license plate, and they drive back to California, back to his house, and ready for round two. Okay. All right. So the graveyard shift slot manager at six a.m. the next day, or I guess that same day, uh, ends up trying to go into an office and found that someone had you know locked the hallway closed. So he opens up, he gets a, gets into the hallway and finds this big metal device sitting there. And uh, they open up the note and it says something like, to whom it may concern and the bomb squad. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, more or less, the note demands $3 million in cash, which is $8.9 million today. Okay. Delivered by helicopter in exchange for instructions to safely disarm and move the bomb. Okay. So, at this point, you're like, we'll just fucking call the bomb squad, get this yeah. thing out of there. All right. Mm-hmm. And this is where I go into the fact that he spent two months making this bomb. Mm-hmm. And to this day, it is still considered the most complicated bomb that oh, the FBI sh- has ever seen. Really? Yeah. Okay. Two months so, two make two months makes sense now. Yeah. So there is a small square box on top of a large rectangular box. Mm-hmm. The large rectangular box holds the dynamite. The top box has it's like twelve or fifteen switches on it and the letter goes into it but i'm gonna go i'm gonna key you into some of the complexity of this bomb okay so the bomb is it's it's a the at least the control unit the head of it the brains as they call it Mm -hmm. was screwed in you know it's this like angle iron uh framed square metal box he goes into the fact that there were flathead screws Mm-hmm. And if you tried to unscrew one of the screws, Trip they w- yeah they they were set to if you moved them beyond a quarter of a turn, mm-hmm. it would set the bomb off. Okay. Okay. Fucking genius. If you tilted the bomb, it would set the bomb off. That's a lot of different sensors. They still to this day call it an undisarmable bomb. Damn. So that's probably, they probably build that shit and it's like the last test. No, they do. They use it. They still use it in the FBI as a test. No shit. To like, yeah, in, in bomb, bomb classes and stuff about like how trying to get how you would disarm this bomb. So part of his note was do not move or tilt this bomb because the mechanism controlling the detonators will set off at a movement of less than 0.01 of the open end Richter scale. Do not try to flood or gas the bomb. There is a float switch an atmospheric pressure switch set at 26 to 33. Both are attached to detonators. Do not try to take it apart. The flathead screws are also attached to triggers. This is literally sitting a thousand pounds of dynamite. Yeah, that's a lot. So they go and they pull in the bomb squad and everything. And, and they like, they read this note and they're like, <sighs> yeah, it's not, it sounds like the, the dude did his research on, <laughs> yeah. on dismantling. Yeah. Explosives. Yeah, everything and you would do. Everything you would do. He found a guard against. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. Mm-hmm. So he goes in, in this letter. It's like a f- three or four page type letter. Mm-hmm. Ton of instructions. Very detail oriented for the most part. So the idea is you're going to take $3 million cash and he wants it delivered by helicopter okay. to a certain spot. And then once he gets the money, he mm-hmm. will call back in and tell you the right switches the switch to make it inert so you can move it to another location and blow it up. Okay. All right? Yeah. Pretty, I mean, okay. All right. Sweet. Good. So on the flip side of that, what they don't know is that the whole plan is he has gotten his kids to participate once again Uh along with his girlfriend. So his plan is they're going to drive to three different locations. Mm -hmm. There's going to be the first spot where the helicopter meets them for the drop-off. They're going to rob and hijack the helicopter drive, you know, f- pilot, mm-hmm. and then fly 
over and meet in the second location where they're going to drop the money off with the second brother. Mm-hmm. And they're going to fly again and drop off Mr. Burgess Sr. with his then girlfriend. And they're just going to go home. Overly complicated. Overly complicated. <laughs> Much like the bomb. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, so that that is the plan. That's okay. that's their whole plan. They're like, all right, cool. They they bring they bring like three guns to the first meeting spot, mm-hmm. and they post up. And so the, after when the bomb's found, they they according to the note, mm-hmm. they go and they tell the pilot to meet in a certain place. Takes a phone call, and they say there's a note underneath the phone. And sure enough, there's a fucking plate with a note under it. That's taped to the underside of the phone at this location that the pilot meets, opens it up. It says, fly approximately 15 miles down this freeway and wait for a strobing light. And when you see the strobing light, that is where you land and drop off the money. Mm -hmm. So they get this, this pilot, he's like, he's, he flew like a thousand missions in Vietnam, super fucking veteran pilot. He's Mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. Got this. No big deal. No big deal at all goes flies takes the money and uh at this point i'll I'll throw in the fact that harvey's was the one it's their money mm-hmm. right harvey's casino yeah they had like i think it was three duffel bags full of cut up paper the size of hundred dollar bills yeah and they just put a couple hundred dollar bills on top probably wiped his ass with it too <laughs> <laughs> so that that is the stash that these people were looking at that nice did. yeah cool the guys they they drive to the spot where they're gonna you know have this strobe light set up Mm -hmm. to flag down the helicopter when they get there they realize that they forgot the battery to power the strobe light so they go to the closest gas station they seem to have a problem with batteries (laughs) they go to the closest gas station and try to steal one out of a Volkswagen that's sitting out in the front and the gas station owner hears them and fucking scares them away (laughs) and they go end up buying a battery and then driving back out to the location where they're posted up waiting for the helicopter to come Mm -hmm. and then so he he drops them off he drops the one guy off with the strobe light yeah and the and the battery and then drives to the second location where the money drop is going to happen and then they they wait for the fucking money to come yeah, falling from the sky. So, boom. Helicopter. Imagine that for another couple hours. Regas has never fucking found the strobe light. Never saw it. Because he just said 15 miles down this freeway and watch out for a strobe light. So, the dude's sitting there. Nev- never saw him. <laughs> Ends up turning back because he's running low on fuel. Yeah. And and it's, 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 you know, super early in the morning. After like the whatever four hours goes by, dudes are getting so cold in the second spot that they take the the rounds out of their gun and break them open and try to start a fire with the gunpowder that's in them because they're so cold sitting up in the middle of the goddamn like oh mountains. God. And so they all regroup, and the the woman at the receiving end, Burgess's uh, wife or girlfriend, she hears on on the news that they they got like the 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 mayor. To co- he was on on the the radio saying, "Please call us. We couldn't find you. You know, let's uh let's reset it up. We'll we'll redo the meeting." Mm-hmm. So while all this is happening, while this nightmare is happening, another thing from the bomb squad, mm-hmm. they're like they've they've looked at it, they've read everything, they've X-rayed it, 
and they're just like there's there's no there's no getting to this bomb this bomb is un, uh, impossible to try to defuse yeah got to figure another way around it and what's the way around it a shape charge yeah so they they their idea is because the brains are at the top of this box mm-hmm. they're gonna put a shape charge just to fucking cut the head off okay and then hopefully <laughs> that does not trigger the rest of the thousand pounds of dynamite oh yeah that's sitting that's a great idea. below okay right cut it off can't can't send any signal to detonate Everybody minus the wins. explosive that went off above it but it's but it's real thin. It's a real, <laughs> okay. it's a very, very thin angular shape. But it's shape only ever thin. See, okay. and it, the funny thing is, is they like it was designed by a company, like last minute, super quick. The company in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. who was a like a military contractor, okay, designed this like this steel like funnel to create this super thin shape charge that would act much like a samurai sword to <laughs> cut the head off of this bomb. Oh, that's fucking cool. Okay, so while this is happening, okay. just flip-flop right back to the fucking Motley crew who's sitting there <laughs> rubbing their wounds, being like, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so they send, they they he goes drives down to a gas station, which again, dude, drives down to a fucking gas station, yeah. picks up the payphone, calls in and goes, okay, we're going to do this one more time. We're going to meet at the same time. It gives them better instructions on where to actually find them. Mm-hmm. And then so, so the, and then they go out, they go out like the, 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 they have like two different cars at this point. And so the, uh, the kid, the kids are driving in the front car. The girlfriend is driving in, in her Celica in the back and they're driving these windy mountains. And, uh, she misses a hairpin turn and slams into a mountain. Oh my God. <laughs> and so they, they end up, like they take her, she's fucking bleeding over her, broke her nose, cut up shit out of her face, and then they drive up, post up, and, and post up the first group up in, in their location, the final location. Mm-hmm. Go drive her to the hospital. She's she ends up being okay, and then on the drive back, they hear that they evacuated everybody, and they're just blown. Up. They're they're gonna try the shape charge thing. Okay. So they evacuate everybody from Harvey's and from Harris across the street and they go to chop off the head of the beast and it fucking detonates the whole thing. And awesome. It, and it and it blows the shit out of the place. It's I mean it 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 it, it had it caused damage to Harris next door. It blew out like the whole entire casino, the whole second floor. Awesome. And they hear so the Motley crew is driving back from the hospital to the location, and they hear it on the radio that they just detonated the bomb. Oh my god! And that's so it's awesome. like, all right. So again, licking wounds, mm-hmm. they go. They pick up the fucking junked car in the mountain. They pick <laughs> up the kids, and they go home to do it again. Oh my! God. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? Are they gonna blow up a already blown up? I don't okay. I don't know what the second plan was, but they go on to steal another thousand pounds of dynamite oh my God. from another construction zone. Oh my god. And uh again put dude, same thing, puts in his bridge. No like everything's all good. They're not caught. There's no oh cops falling on them. They're like better better try twice. Twice is nice. Oh my god. Yeah. So uh the funny thing is they uh the only real lead that they end up getting is the license plate that got written down by the you know, the, the hotel or the motel 
And they said that, you know, three strange dudes in one van, this is their plate. Yeah. And it gets uh, traced back to registered to a uh, a restaurant in Clovis, California. Huh. Yeah. And they uh, they go and question the son, who is the driver of the van. Mm-hmm. And he makes up some story about how he went to go check out uh, some forest area that he was going to grow weed in. <laughs> okay. And his his van broke down, and that's why he had to go to the motel and stay there. <laughs> And he testifies in court that that's 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 why his van was there. And oh my god! And then the trail kind of goes cold because I mean they suspect that something weird's going on, but they have no other proof other than that. Come May of the next year, because they got nothing to go on, the FBI announces a five hundred thousand dollar reward mm-hmm. for information. And uh, this is when things come uh, come crashing down oh. for the Burgess family. Oh, really. Yeah. That's sad. It was going so well for them. Yeah. And it's all because an ex-girlfriend of Burgess Jr. was uh, was with a new guy now. Mm-hmm. And she had told him that she was told about this plan by Burgess Jr. Mm-hmm. About how they stole all this dynamite. And the new boyfriend goes, oh, there's a $500,000 reward. Turns them in, and within a year, five of them are indicted. Oh, my God. So the Burgess Sr., Burgess Jr., JB, uh, J- uh, Jim, the S- Jim's stepson, oh, six of them, and the girlfriend are all indicted. And he was the only one that ended up getting serious jail time. But um, he ended up, he ended up like, he ended up dying in prison. And oh, uh, and that's that's the end. Never got to set another bomb. <laughs> never got any money. Never paid Just, anybody any never, money for their help. <laughs> he was never able to enjoy the fruits of his labor. <laughs> no. Wow. That's that's crazy. It's a weird story. That's a very weird story. Yeah. I. <clears throat> I I've never been in that type of situation where I'm just in dire need of something so bad that I come up with the stupid fucking harebrained scheme. But like that. But honestly, like on the flip side too, yeah, I mean, I guess every, every disaster is like kind of subjective. Like this guy probably went back to his like super nice house in Clovis from his fucking restaurant that he owns and, and is like, oh man, I'm not a millionaire anymore. Let me make this, me to spend all this time and money and bomb and paying people. And it's like, he probably was still pretty well off. He had to have been. But he was more well off before. Yeah. And you and he needed to get right. Yeah. Which is I mean it's crazy. Like he could have he could have been he could have lived his life out for the you know the rest of the remainder of his life fine. I yeah. guarantee it. But no. No. Nope. He went fucking crazy and man, made a very extremely complex bomb. Oh. Which is I it's very cool because I'm sure that that's that's you know helped the FBI and other explosive technicians. Yeah, and like I said, I they're still using it as yeah, a, as a that's that's crazy as a demonstration. Man, yeah, yeah. Like if you if you just one day was like you know I'm just gonna stop gambling. <laughs> yeah, would have been fine. Would have been fine. Would have would have lived in luxury and enjoyed his life. But you know when and the fun it, stops. That's true. That is, and and that's. One of those things about gamblers, man. Like, 
well, like compulsive degenerate gamblers mm-hmm. is that you really, those people can throw their lives away, like chasing oh, yeah. the win. Yeah. And you, you always hear about the wins. Yeah. Never hear about how much they lost. No. Like, well, I won $2,000. Yeah, but I lost 10000 yeah, to win much, that 2000 How much 2000. did that 2000 cost you? Yeah. That's crazy. And, oh, no. Well, it's, you know, it's just, it's about entertainment. I'm like, no, bro. No. No, if I want entertainment, I'll pay $10 and go watch a movie. Not spend $1,000. 2018, bro. It's more like $18. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, luxury seating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no standard seating. It's all recliners for this fat ass I've got. But yeah. yeah. Oh man. Throwing lives away. Yeah. That's that's actually really sad cuz that dude, you know, he had I the, mean, it's a crazy it st- great story. Great, story. great immigrant story like he moved to this country, yeah. living the American dream. Yes. That is the American In 13 dream. years was a millionaire. Yeah. And then and then he goes out. Away. Yeah. The the blaze of glory. Yeah. Man. Sad, sad but good. Good but sad. Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the story, how do you feel about him? He's a bad guy. Bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Fucking uh, Nazi. That's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I won't forget. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's that's it. That is sad because he was he 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 had a success. He lived the American dream. Yeah. He could have been like a legit shining example for so many people, but yeah. just ended up being a, a P- piece scumbag. of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well. Some say you end how you begin, Mike. Mm, with a Luftwaffe? <laughs> 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 All uh, right, dog. What you got? Oh, man. Kick it to me. Oh, man. Nazis. So I'm going to continue this Nazi talk. Cool. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, Mike, are you familiar um, with what it requires to make uh, nuclear material, as in the, the bomb destructive type? <laughs> uh, not particularly. I okay. mean, radio, some sort of radioactive element. Element, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as other things. Yeah. Um, um, another question. Yep. Answer. How do you feel about skiing? <laughs> I don't not like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, my story uh, this week involves both skiing and nuclear bombs. And kind of like hot tub time machine. Go kind on. of like hot tub time machine. Except no Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Uh, and Nazis. Cool. Lots of Nazis. Cool. I was going to uh, say three of my favorite things, but I mean, it's not like Nazis. <laughs> These are the few of my, <laughs> it's not my favorite, favorite thing. Things. But I am intrigued. You intrigued? Have, intrigued. have you intrigued? Uh huh. Operation Gunnerside. Gunnerside. Yes. Cool Familiar? Fucking name. No. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good fucking name. It's, it's a super <laughs> cool name. <laughs> Definitely better than Project Iceberg. <laughs> For sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So a little little backstory yep. to this story. Mm-hmm. So Germany invaded Norway in April 1940, um, mm. and they took over the Norsk Hydros Vimork plant. Vimork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna say that. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, and the plant was originally des- to designed to use mountain water for electrolysis to produce ammonia uh, for nitrogen fertilizer. Okay. Um, but of course, what do Nazis do? They take a good thing and they turn it into a bad thing. I'll tell you so what actually, they do with some fertilizer. Bombs? Grow crop. Oh, yeah, oh, that yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That too. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said it before. Yeah. I'll say it again. 
Uh, so they took over this plant, and what they ended up doing was creating what's called heavy water. Uh, so yeah. at the time, so you're familiar, heavy uh-huh. water? Okay. So at the time, uh, the U.S., we used graphite um, as a moderator uh, for nuclear activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and the Germans thought it was a good idea to use heavy water. Uh, so they took over this plant, and so this was really, you know, this is right, right before World War II, mm. and it looked like the Nazis were going to start building nuclear bombs, mm-hmm. which, you ask anybody, bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want the Nazis with nukes. I don't want them to have slingshots, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. More so, so nuclear, <laughs> <laughs> nuclear devices. It disarmed Nazi is my favorite Nazi. <laughs> I'll always say that. <laughs> as my old pappy used to say <laughs> um so yeah and really then when word got out that mm-hmm. uh that this was going on and a lot of it had to do with this guy named leaf uh he was a chemistry professor um but what he was doing was he formed a connection uh with british intelligence because obviously you know he's this norwegian guy working at this plant one day the nazis come and they're like hey Stop doing what you're doing. You're going to start making this heavy water. Mm. And so he's like, well, fuck that. Like, yeah. I got to find a way yeah. to not get killed, but still be able to not allow Nazis to have uh, the ability to build nuclear weapons. Um, so he was kind of slowly filtering out information, you know, the logistics on the plant, maps and stuff like that uh, to British intelligence mm-hmm. and to a specific part of the British intelligence, the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, which pretty much is the uh, ethics, like war ethics. No, it's the guys that whose job it was Mm. uh, to disrupt and um, sabotage. They were the saboteur masters for the yes for the British intelligence. Favorite saboteur. So word got to these guys. That, that there was this plant that, you know, the Nazis were going to use to build nuclear weapons, and so they started formulating plans to dismantle, disrupt, destroy mm-hmm. um, this plant in Norway. And they asked the U.S. like, "Hey, what do you guys want to do?" And they're like, "Fuck, bomb it." And they're like, yeah. "Well, they have gigantic ammonia tanks." pressurized ammonia tanks that they were using for fertilizer Mm -hmm. that probably wouldn't be a good thing. Oh, yeah, no, they'll go up real quick. Real good. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, no, we really can't do that because, you know, not not a good idea. Norwegians around. Not a good idea. Uh, So they came up with another plan to infiltrate this this facility and... uh, they were going to blow it up, but not, you know, obviously they're going to stay away from the gigantic. Yeah, controlled. Yes. Controlled gigantic, Yes, absolutely. Uh, so their first plan was actually called uh, Operation Freshman and Operation Grouse. So what they were going to do is send uh, groups of Norwegians and Brits on gliders. Hmm. And they were going to jump into... and. To kind of give you an idea what this place looks like. An idyllic Norwegian landscape? Yes. Because I'm not going to lie, I'd love to go on a uh, gliding tour of a (laughs) this Amodia plant. Uh, You would not want to take a trip like these guys took. 
No. So horrific winter conditions. Mm-hmm. Super stormy. Yep. Snowing. Yep. Tell me um, more. Mike, this is an ice fortress. Okay. So you have Yeah, Norwegian Ice Fortress. Cliffs. One of my favorite metal bands. Yes. Great. Their last album was a little bit too commercial for me. I was gonna yeah. say. Um good on you. But good though. Good though. Good good quality music. Good guitar riffs. <laughs> Editing's good. Um so so the, yeah, their first plan was to uh, send in a bunch of commandos, if mm-hmm. you want to call them that, and they were going to go in and, and blow everything up. Um, but first plan didn't work out according mm-hmm. to plan um, because the gliders cla- crashed into the mountains. And uh, ev- there were, I think it was two gliders, if I remember this correctly, uh, two gliders. Um, everybody died in the first one, which really sucks. And the second one, everybody that didn't die was then executed by... Uh, the Nazis. Oh. Yeah. Well, there goes the element of surprise. Yeah. So when, and the, the downside to having just a, a catastrophic Man. mission failure, Mike, yeah, is it usually alerts your enemies yeah. that, that they know what's going on. Yeah. So what do you do when you're the Nazis and you're in this ice fortress? Oof. I'll tell you. Yeah, please. Uh, you mine the shit out of everything. Okay. You put floodlights everywhere. Yeah. And you have constant patrols, and you ramp up the amount of men that you have there. And I want to say, I think it was like 3,000 Nazi soldiers, I think is what ended up uh, being stationed there. Yeah, 3,000. So It's a lot, of, a lot of folks. Yes. And so a couple months pass, and they're like, hey, we really, like, this is getting scary. Mm-hmm. Nazis with nukes. Mm-hmm. It was one of my favorite sci-fi movies. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, throw that in. The second um, one was better, but the first yeah. one was also pretty Electric good. Electric Boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> was a better. Uh, so they decided that they were going to, it was going to be another joint effort between the Norwegians uh, and Brits and Mike. Mm-hmm. How many guys do you think would require to take down a ice fortress in the middle of the mountains with 3,000 men and minefields? How many do you think? I mean, what, what, are we, what kind of numbers? Mm, carry the two. I'm gonna go 35. 11 Norwegians. No. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yep, cool. yep, cool. yep. Cool. Um, and let me give you this. This is this is. Dude, a, I a, thought I was gonna be low with 35. I thought you'd be like, no, 70, yeah. but close. Yeah, 11. 11. 11 Norwegians. Um, and this is a this is a direct quote, mm-hmm. um, from Neil Bascom. Um, he, he wrote the, uh, like the book about this operation we have, or they have three options. They can come down the, uh, from the mountains above the plant, which is littered with minefields. Mm -hmm. They can cross the single lane suspension bridge, which is closely guarded, or they can descend from the bottom of the valley across the, uh, across a half frozen river Mm -hmm. and climb a 500 foot high cliff. What do you think they decided? I mean, three is really the only <laughs> option. Yeah, they they climbed. The yeah, yeah. So yeah, they jumped in, uh, in horrible again, horrible conditions. Yep. Um, you know. Oh, and by the way, that's what the place looks like. Hot damn. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of the mountains. So, yeah. So they again they go with the gliders. These guys jump in, and. Yes, this is three months after the first horrific, catastrophic failure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So they 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 jump in and with the information that they got from this uh from this chemist, this Norwegian chemist. They go through and so do they get they get there. They get there. So they scale the scale the, the, oh, the cliff. They're not even there yet. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so in midnight in February 16th, 1943, mm-hmm. um, they jumped into pretty much a snowstorm, which ended up putting them miles outside of the <laughs> target site. Yep. <laughs> sounds, sounds about right. Five days. Oh, no. Yeah, five days it took them. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck. Yep. Five days. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until the 27th, so the 16th to the 27th, is when they began the raid. How much food do you think they brought with them? Probably not a lot. You think, you think a week's worth? Yeah, for a night mission. Well, yeah, no, they. Well, they. I, I'm sure. I'm sure they planned for a week, but I don't think. Now I don't even know if for a week. I mean, yeah. Go to your drop zone. You climb the mountain. Yeah. You do the raid. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So it's actually there was a. Uh, they actually the guys that the Norwegians that they recruited um were actually guys that fled from Norway to England after the Nazis invaded. So they're guys that are like like ex expats. Yeah, they're yeah. pissed. Yeah. You know? And so <laughs> the, the Brits put them through a grueling training session to get ready for this mission. Yeah. They, they did everything from climbing mountains, uh swimming through rivers uh for weeks weeks and it was all they did all this shit at night yeah so it's and you got to figure too this is like the early 40s you didn't have night vision you didn't have any of that shit so these dudes are just beast mode in it <laughs> night vision it's up here pal <laughs> just, yeah. these, just close your eyes for a while these, you'll, these you'll adjust peepers. you'll adjust man uh so they finally get to this this <laughs> 500 foot fucking cliff Mm -hmm. um and they climb it they climb it and then yeah so they go through and they go and they they place their charges and there's it's kind of a big whole long mess like they they get they run into the like the the groundskeeper Mm -hmm. guy that has the the keys for everything and uh, is he norwegian he was norwegian good and they end up uh, groundskeepers are um (laughs) there's some weird story about how he like lost his glasses and wouldn't leave, so they had to like scour the place looking for this dude's glasses. Bro, could you imagine being fucking? <laughs> could you imagine being eleven fucking commandos being like, "Yes, I will help you find your glasses." Yeah. Well, like oh, yeah. because they didn't, you know, they didn't want to kill any Norwegians. Yeah. So they're like, "Damn it, fucking tie that motherfucker!" I mean, yeah. But it's snowing no. outside; he would no. die. Yeah, he would die. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You, you help him find his glasses. Yeah, That's they, really the only. They way. They helped him find his glasses. It's option A. That goes to show you how nice Norwegians are. I know. Are. You know I mean, like, if it were a bunch of U.S. guys, they'd be like, um, and then, <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. So they go through, they place their charges after kind of cutting through all these fences, and I guess it was a big, gigantic pain in the ass. Um, so they set the charges, and they start escaping, being chased by... 3,000 Nazis. Where do you go? Where are they? Where's uh, the. Down the 500 foot cliff back. And Mike, uh-huh. um, let's see if I can try to find this. 
sounds that sounds that sounds cool. Sounds yeah. pretty. So they pretty they chill. they link chill. up uh, with because they left some guys uh, there. Wait, some of their eleven. No, I think they, they they linked up with a different force, but it was eleven okay. that that took okay. that took the facility. <laughs> yeah, no, there were there was two two different groups that that okay. attacked. The well, one that attacked and they like linked up, so I'm sure they probably had the provisions that they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they they escaped barely because like they ran into some shit and they just had to like just start setting stuff off because I guess they they got caught. Um, Mike. Mm-hmm. How do you think they got out? Think previously. I want to say glider. Nope. Damn it. Hot air balloon. Nope. Uh, think previously. Yes. Previous to the story? No, no. Previous to the questions that I asked you before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> motherfucking skis. Yeah. One ski. They each get one ski. No. Ski on one ski. There's an S, so they got skis. Ski. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got a pair. Fair. Two hundred miles to Sweden on skis. <laughs> <laughs> you had me up until that point. Yeah. I'd be like, "Yeah, cool. Climbing, cool. Swimming, cool. <laughs> Skiing two hundred miles." Be like, "Mm-mm." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cross country skiing. Cross country skiing. Yeah. There's like pictures of these guys. And yeah, no, straight up. 200 miles. 200 miles. Oh, and the best the best part is that uh, a couple oh, of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> There's a good part. There's a good part to that. That sounds like a bag of dicks, um, my friend. No, I'm sorry. Uh, wait, so good part. Mm-hmm. Whole mission. Mm-hmm. Minus, minus the gliders. Yeah, yeah. Everybody dying then. Yeah. Nobody died. No Norwegians died. They, they helped the guy find his goddamn glasses. <laughs> um, and then they actually, uh, one of them. Uh-huh. And uh, three of the Norwegians, so was it three? One of one of the Brits and three Norwegians went back mm-hmm. and uh, sank the ferry that the Germans were using to get their guys out there. Goddamn right. That's right. Fuck yeah, saboteurs. Yep. Uh, and so yeah, they the, really. I guess the the sad part about it is that they really only set back the plant three months. So it took them three months to get it back running, um, but at, by that point they had realized that the heavy water mm-hmm. wasn't the best way to do things, yeah. and so they ended up kind of, uh, it like yeah, it set them back three months, and then they were like things were kind of getting stalled because it just wasn't efficient enough, things weren't going well, and uh, then we just bombed them, bombed the plant. Oh fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the the past thirty seconds, I've been thinking of just just a mountain of dudes with RPGs just throwing shit into the ammonium tanks. <laughs> <laughs> like that'd be so much simpler of a solution. It would be hundred percent. Because they'll go up. They will go up, and it would be all bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some Norwegians will have to take the a hit. Yeah, the groundskeeper, sweet sweet. Fjord and Bjarg. God rest his sweet, sweet soul. Yep. Damn. Yep. God, you know, like so many of those things, people spent so much time on things oh, yeah. that literally ended up doing nothing. Yep. You know? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Yep. God, unfortunate. Yeah, and it was actually so. I think, yeah, they, they bombed it. Dude, how do you get eleven dudes into a place? So, I'm, so 
I'm sure it was all timed and remotely, ex- you know, detonated. But yeah, like how the fuck do you do you get past three thousand people? Mi- mi- well, they did it many the, centuries. They, well, they I'm did assuming. it in the yeah, they did it in the middle of the night. So well, I'm no sure mo- most of those guys were probably asleep. They probably had roaming patrols and stuff like that. But they're you know they're dressed in white. It's and that's did we did we that's the thing did, is that they attacked when like obviously that's like it wasn't necessarily a blizzard, but it's probably snowing. Were there some nazi casualties? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. So they were fucking slashing and slaying all the yeah. way up to setting the bombs off. Yeah. So I think it was what is this saying? Uh, yeah, it was like three months. Three months it took the facility to get back up. Um. Yeah. They decided to bomb it. Da, da, da. Yeah. And then uh, I guess it, it didn't necessarily. It took minimal damage from the bombing. Oh fuck me. Yeah. Really. Yes. Um, but I guess Germany realized that they're like, okay, they know about, they know about her secret. Yeah. Like yeah. An ice layer. They're probably going to, and, uh, and the bombing of, you might have to change this a little bit, but that's fine. The bombing of the ferry mm-hmm. was actually, the Germans were like, they decided that this place was no longer, uh, no longer cutting it. Yeah. Like obviously everybody knew about it, so they just kept getting Secrets attacked. Out. So yeah. they decided that they were going to ferry all their equipment and everything over or back to Germany or to Germany. And so the ferry <laughs> suck it, bitches. So those the, yeah, the guys went in the demo team and they uh, they sank the ferry that they were using to transport the uh, the heavy water making materials. Man, so, so they stopped it. Man. So I mean, more or less. Wh- while the you know the the three month setback seems yeah. minuscule, really, if anything, they outed their whole yes, yeah, because they had the first attack operation. that was horrible. Yeah, the second attack was a lot more effective. But yeah, by that, but then you know by the second one, they're like, okay, they know they know we're doing something. Yeah. They we just need the, to the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, we need to stop doing what we're doing. Man, so yeah, that is <clears throat> that in short is one of the one of the big reasons why. The Nazis never got the chance to make nuclear weapons during uh, World War II. Because you imagine how different things would have been. Oh, because they would have been like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You say about England. Man. Yeah, yeah, no shit, huh? Yep. Well, yeah, they were already just pounding England. With bombs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thanks to uh, my, my guy, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Luftwaffe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> shit. Yeah, comes Douche, side. right? Yeah. yeah, full circle. Yeah, but just imagine how much different the world would be now. And- they actually made a movie about it, starring uh, Kirk Douglas. Kirk. It's called "The Heroes of Telemark." Wait, Kirk du- is uh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas's is- dad. Kirk Douglas. Yeah. All right. Thanks again for listening to the, the Bar Brothers podcast. If you could rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends, we'd really appreciate it. And a big thanks to Junkyard Storytellers for intro music. And I'm sorry to keep making fun of Russia. We'll make up for it, especially with. Junkyard Storytellers being Russian. We'll make up for it. I promise. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Not anytime soon. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.